We got a new hotel getting approved, plus an 80-year-old business is calling it quits. That's next on the Access Louisville podcast, coming up. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Laurel Tippin. Hi there. Eleanor Tolbert. Hi. And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news and plenty of shop opinions about what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky, We'll start out with this new hotel going into an old building. So, uh, Eleanor, tell us about the Dream Hotel. Where's that going? Uh, yeah, so it's going on a section of buildings at 811 to 823 West Main Street, which is right along Museum Row across from the Slugger Museum. Right, yeah, and this is obviously an old, uh, very old building. Uh, lots of old buildings there on West Main Street. So what was the issue... You know, I think they had a they had approached this subject a while back, and then uh, it kind of got postponed. So, what was the issue? What were they working on? And what was the, ultimately the solution? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the developers submitted the plans, um, or at least announced they were coming to Louisville. I think it was in November of last year, um, and then in late or kind of in January, and then the, ended up having a meeting in February. Um, there was an issue because those buildings are a part of the West Main Street um, Historic District, meaning that that those buildings and buildings around it are eligible for certain like historic tax credits. Um, mm-hmm. And the developers were looking for a certificate of appropriateness that would allow them to demolish basically all of the buildings except for the front facades. They planned on keeping the front facades. Um, mm-hmm. And people were worried that that would make those buildings and then potentially the entire district ineligible for this historic status and these like tax credits and things like that. Um, And so there was a meeting in February where they, the committee basically told them to come up, try to come up with a new plan. And they kind of tabled the decision of whether or not to grant them the certificate, certificate of appropriateness until later. Um, And then this past week, the, Developers came up with a new plan, and they granted them the ability to demolish. Um, so now they're they're keeping the facades, but they're um, also keeping some like interior and exterior walls about like sixty feet back. So yeah, so so it seems like they're keeping a lot of the building going back. That keeps like the exterior, like the kind of alleyways and stuff on Main Street, keeps all that yeah. uh, intact. So. So yeah, it it was good they were able to come to a solution on that. Um, I know there had been some standoffs over West Main Street before, as far as preservation versus uh, new development. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting because they didn't, they still don't 100% know that like those buildings will be fine, um, because they asked the state historic preservation office if they could get some clear guidelines on what needs to be kept, and they weren't able to really give them the answers in a timely manner. So they just kind of looked at what was in the nominations for the buildings back in 1974 when they were nominated for this historic district and they kept those things. So um, going back, even, 
<laughs> yeah, even managed to go back uh, to the 70s just to just to find the nomination. So that's uh, that's interesting. So what does the timetable look like on the project? You, do they know when they might start construction and when this thing might be, you know, up and running? Mm-hmm. So it has to now go. It's not 100% approved yet. It still has to go in front of a development review committee, which is a committee in the planning commission. Um, and then once it is approved there, it'll be able to start um, and. They're hoping construction will start by the end of 2022, so the end of this year, and then we'll finish up in 2025. Yeah, I bet that's going to be, um, you know, we got layers of uh, approvals that have to be given. I think that's that's probably optimistic that it starts in 2022, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. You know, I've been surprised before. That's Jason, this project. is, uh, what's that? That's a big project, too. Yeah, it is. Um and you know, I'd love to see some something happening there on West Main Street, particularly in these old buildings. Yeah. So you know, this is uh, something that's come up before Whiskey Row redevelopment. Uh, what's your take on the? I guess the overall just debate on historic preservation versus new construction here in Louisville seems to come up a lot, especially in older neighborhoods. Uh, yeah, I think it's important to to find a balance for sure. And I'm glad, you know, the developers in the city were able to uh, come to or the, you know, the architecture committee were able to come to a, a, an agreement on this one. I, I love history. It's one of the reasons I love living here because there's so much of it, you know, and I think the the as much as we can preserve these buildings, the better um, for the city and, you know, not just uh, for tourism, but the, the overall aesthetics, you know, Louisville has, has a great history here and we should be really proud of it. Especially you mentioned, you know, Whiskey Row. I mean, I love just walking down Main Street from Whiskey Row all the way to right. Museum Row and just seeing all those beautiful buildings and the the facades. So as much as we can preserve that, it, uh, it is is best for us, I think. But you know, it, there's a fine line too because sometimes just for the sake of preservation, it can kind of get in the way. You know, you look at the Odd Fellows building and I, I, that one was like, man, I. I was like, I, I'm ready to, to have a new use for this one if it even meant tearing it down. You know, it was just, mm. just sitting there. So I, I, you have to really balance, you know, what, what, what's economically, you know, feasible and, and will help the city in terms of, you know, preserving these beautiful buildings, too. Right, right. And part of the reason that West Main Street's such a cool place is it has these historical buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know. I, I, I talked to someone in Nashville, this was like a few years ago, pre-pandemic, who said that a lot of the buildings there are just, people are just, they'll knock them down and build something new, and like that piece of history is lost, so I don't want us to be like that. Right. But the, the flip side is, Nashville's got this amazing, it's on this amazing growth trajectory, and we're not, and maybe one of the reasons that's true is because Nashville was willing to just say, all right. See a past, you know, we'll, we'll just we'll just yeah. build something new. So, uh, you know, maybe that, you know, I guess you're right. I mean, it's just about finding a balance. So. And yeah, you have to look at the uh, historical significance of these cities. You know, uh, Louisville was a, a, you know, a very important gateway along the Ohio River back in the day. And, you know, Nashville, maybe not so much in terms of that historic, per, you know, perspective. So it's even mm-hmm. more important you know, for cities like Louisville, you know, to preserve these things. Yeah. In the the meeting, the the committee chair had a great quote where he was like, we've, our job is to preserve these buildings and we've preserved it for 30 years, but they've been sitting empty and preserved. So then he was like, (laughs) at some point we need to like think about the future. And I just thought that was like such a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You can preserve it and it can be an empty building. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly well you know you even look uh, across the river in jeffersonville apparently a lot of the reason why it hasn't 
you know, really blossomed and grown, at least on the riverfront, as apparently there's a, a, a historic preservation district there. And so it's uh, really difficult to to get, you know, um, get some some building permits there, apparently. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a tough question. Do you preserve and for the sake of preservation or do you, you know, move forward, at, uh, you know, with 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 growth? So delicate, delicate situation. Yeah, you preserve it for the spiders, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i switch gears here we'll talk about uh baptist health um once again we got another big healthcare story here but uh laurel what's baptist health doing they had a they had a big groundbreaking this week right they did have a big groundbreaking and it there were cookies there um if that 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 shows you how big of a deal it was um <laughs> no in, in all seriousness um, about last year, we reported that Baptist Health was planning this kind of hybrid standalone emergency room and urgent care center. Um, and a year ago, they planned for it to be a $10 million project. But yesterday, they broke ground on it, and the new estimated cost is $17 million. Um, so the reason for um, you know that jump from $10 million to $17 million um, is they've added a second floor to the building, which will have primary care offices. Um, so this is not a hospital, but a emergency room, an urgent care center, and place for physician offices. So it's pretty unique. It's unique in the state, um, and it should open within the next year or so. Um, two questions. What kind of cookies did they have? <laughs> you weren't in the office, David. You missed it. Yeah, I, you would have had one of these cookies because they instructed me to give them to my boss and neither of the bosses that were there wanted them. So, but they were sugar cookies and they said Baptist health on them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so man, I, I got to show up at the office more often. <laughs> yeah, I so. gave one to Ellie. I gave her one that said construction ahead. <laughs> Um, today I'm the only one at the office and of course there's no cookies at all here. So, um, let's see here. So uh, the other question. There's left, leftover donuts from our Tuesday meeting though. At least there were yesterday. I heated them yeah. up. They were right. <laughs> you heat them up. They'll, they'll, they'll bring them right back to life. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so where, where is this going? I, I can't remember if you covered that when you were first talking about it. I did not, but I'll gladly cover it now. So it's in uh, it's in J Town. Um, it's kind it's on uh, I believe it's Bluegrass Parkway, um, on the way to Sam's Club, and the site is an old Ruby Tuesdays. Oh well, at least we're finding a use for these old uh, suburban chain restaurant sites. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think I know where that Ruby Tuesdays used to be. Uh, let's see here. And what's the timeline on that one? Did you uh, do, do they know exactly like I guess they just started on construction. So when are they looking to open that up? So they said between nine months and a year. So either by the end of this calendar year or the, or the beginning of the next. Right. And this the reason I said another healthcare project is we were just talking about a big healthcare project last week. So we have what U uh, of L has their new tower they're building downtown. And then the, what were the other ones we discussed? Uh, Norton is building the hospital in the West End. Mm -hmm. um, and so Baptist started this um, project. But we also talked last week about um, the project that they've got going on in southern Indiana at Baptist Health Floyd. Right, right. And so just a lot of healthcare economic activity going on out there. So it seems like the healthcare um the the big uh healthcare companies have got all got something going on you made the distinction with this not being a hospital 
there's some really like technical state licensing rules on what is and what isn't a hospital. And I think that's why Baptist is pointing out that this is not a hospital, but it has <laughs> a lot of the functions that a hospital would have, you know, at least some of the functions, uh, you know, with, uh, um, with the emergency room and, uh, and the immediate care. So, um, so they can't call it a hospital, but, uh, it seems like that line is getting thinner and thinner on what is a hospital and what isn't a hospital. I know they have to follow the state regulations, but, uh, um, the way medicine has changed, uh, you know, you can offer a lot during, in outpatient settings that you couldn't, you know, 20 years ago. So that's definitely changing the scope of what is a hospital. Um, other healthcare thing we talked about this week, uh, some big layoff news uh, with McKesson, right? So what's going on there? Yeah, McKesson is um, this facility, this uh, global healthcare um, company, and there's a area facility out in Shepherdsville in Bullitt County. There was a temp agency that was sending staffers to this facility to um, distribute vaccines. And now that there's been less of a demand for vaccines, um, the staffing agency um, sent a notice to the state of Kentucky about laying off um, a little more than 200 employees. You know, the CDC did say this week that they had authorized another booster uh, for uh, for people over 50. So I don't know, maybe the vaccine demand ramps up as a result of that. Um, and, and cases are rising again, of course, if, you know, we've had a nice couple of months break where, where cases are going down, uh, but they are coming back up on COVID now. Uh, lastly, I want to switch gears to, uh, Hadley Pottery. This is another kind of a, it's kind of a bummer story to end the show on, but, uh, usually I, I talk about music or something at the end of the show, but, uh, you know, Ellie, you had written about, uh, Hadley Pottery, Hadley Pottery. Uh, they are, uh, they're winding down. So what's going on there? Uh, yeah, they post on their social media that they are planning to close sometime near the end of 2022. Um, they've been around for like over 80 years and they're, um, going to stop taking orders by April 6th. So then I'm assuming by end of 2022, they're just finishing up, like making those orders and orders. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it was basically in the post, they said that it was just the high cost of materials and um, just like day-to-day costs and things like and that. And equipment and stuff. Yeah, equipment. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they also said, though, that they're going to – there's apparently just around the shop, there's like old things that were never sold or never fired, like old lines of pottery. And so they're going to be mm-hmm. like firing those and selling those so people can get some like vintage pottery, which is kind of yeah. cool. But mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a uh, Louisville staple. I hate to see, uh, you know, a business that's been around so long uh, have to call it quits. But, uh, uh, you know, I think that's they definitely left behind a legacy. And a lot of people own a piece of Hadley pottery in their homes. Are either are any of you guys pottery buffs or, or collectors or anything like that? No, I own one. I own a piece of Louisville stoneware, but uh, other yeah. than that, that's the only uh, pottery I guess I own. <laughs> I was just gonna say that one of my friends took a pottery class in college, mm-hmm. so you know, there for a while, I got I got a, a few pieces. <laughs> you had a lot of pottery there for. Yes. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think I'll wrap the show up there. Um, if uh, Before we go, let's uh, go around the room here. People can share their social media handles. Jason, I'll start with you on this. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas and LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. All right. Uh, Laurel, where can people find you on social I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and I'm on Twitter at BFLU Laurel. And Eleanor, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under BFLU Eleanor, and you can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Eleanor Tolbert. You can find me on social media under my name, David A. Mann, on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter under the name DMan3001. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. They're out there. All the popular services. Uh, That's it for this week. Thank you very much, Jason Thomas, Eleanor Tolbert, and Laurel Deppin. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time.